got a real good feeling. You're listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast with Crypto Jeb, bringing you the best and most updated news about cryptocurrency. Tune in every morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch this podcast live on our YouTube channel. Hey guys, what's going on? Jeb here. And in today's video, we are back in studio. Finally, we have yes. been gone for a week and a half. It feels so good to be back. We are yeah. five minutes late, but that is because when we were setting everything back up, we've had like 20,000 technical difficulties, and Smay has been an absolute champ getting them fixed. Drop a plus one in chat for Smay. Guys, we got a great show lined up for you today. We're going to be doing a deep dive into the Bitcoin technicals, and we're also going to be talking about a committee up on Capitol Hill that is throwing shade on bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and we're gonna be throwing some shade back guys i'm gonna be honest because you know that we love our bitcoin and we ain't playing around with that we got a lot of good content for you today we're really looking forward to it make sure to smash that like button if you are excited that we are back in studio i am joined as always by my co-host and your president kind of crypto tim what's up everybody i am i might be more excited than jeb to be back in office i i do i did like the rolling out of bed and not really having to do that much before you just jump on the camera but Organization-wise, it I was not the best. I like I like the setup here. I like the organization. I feel ready to go yep. being in office. So. Yeah, feel a yeah. lot better being here. Absolutely, guys. We are also joined by Smay, who is going to be mute today because one of the technical difficulties was that his microphone isn't working again. So Smay yeah. is here. He's going to be communicating through uh, sign language and gestures. Uh, Smay, can you tell us with your hands what are the turtles saying today about Bitcoin? Okay, good. What and also what should we uh what should the audience know about the like button? Press it. Okay, there you go. He uh, apparently he can talk. I thought that he was mute, but either way, guys, it is going to be a good stream today. We're really looking forward to There's it. There's another button they can hit if they really want there to. There is, and it is red and it says subscribe, and subscribe. you should definitely subscribe to the channel, guys. By the way, I've got a really cool announcement here. In the next month, we are going to be moving into a new office that is twice the size of our current one. We're going to have multiple sets. That's We've got so all nice. kinds of new things coming out for you. We got more content. We got new shows that we're going to be launching. We have new product lines that we're going to be launching in the next three or four months. We have some incredible stuff going on behind the scenes, and we cannot wait to share it with you guys. We are chomping at the bit. We've been working really hard behind the scenes, and that's why we've been just going ham over the last couple of, of, of ever since we moved into the office, because we love you guys so much, and we want to provide the best content that we possibly can to you guys we have a super chat from gaming with jordan for five dollars said jeb is the best hello from kentucky also is v chain going to kill it long term thanks jeb uh yes to both of those hello from kentucky and yes i think that v chain is going to kill it long term i think it's a good project yeah. and i wouldn't be surprised to see amazon or some other major distribution services companies uh, adopting v-chain in the future i don't personally hold any of it but i might change that i do think it is a good project is there anything else we need to talk about before we dive into the ta man i think we're good i, I know at some point i don't know if he's not on the document but you know speaking of projects i know there's some of the xrp army out there how about xrp i think it was at least as far as a top coin the top mover was in the last 24 hours yeah i mean waves is the highest but number two is Ooh, xrp yeah a nice Let's jump on my rally with that, that japan news yeah xrp is up 9.2 percent it is the second largest gainer in the top 100 only behind waves which i don't know a lot about waves but what i do know about waves i think it's a good project doing mm -hmm. a 
little bit of a market cap, uh, market recap here. Bitcoin's up 2.79%. Ethereum's down 1.16%. Binance Coin and Cardano both down at 1.5% and 2.2% respectively. Overall, the market doesn't seem to be doing much, but it actually is. We're going to be looking here at the Bitcoin chart here in just a second, and we're going to be diving deep into this because I have a story that I want to tell because the technical analysis is very, very clear. But before we do that, guys, if you enjoy today's show, make sure to smash that like button, subscribe to the channel. It really helps out when you guys do that. And hit that post notification bell if you haven't already so you'll be updated when new live streams like this one come out. Follow us on social media at CryptoJeb over on Twitter and Instagram and at CryptoJeb official over on TikTok. But let's go ahead and jump onto the chart because we have a lot to cover in today's stream. As you guys know, Bitcoin in the last year or so went into a massive rally. Drop a one in chat if you were in the market when Bitcoin pulled all the way back down to $3,900 on March the 13th, 2020. I remember it vividly. The sky was falling. Everybody was freaking out. They thought it was the end times. You know, toilet paper was out of stock around the world. You know, the Ethereum, Ethereum, the the uh, disease that shall not be named for the likeness of did not getting demonetized. I, I think I did. I'm sorry. I love Ethereum. I'm not equating Ethereum oh, with the disease that shall not be named. Slip of the t- That's like saying an ex-girlfriend's name to your current girlfriend. That's I did that once, actually. That's that, a true story. I'm not a, even gonna, that's a rough I'm, one. I'm not even joking. I did that one time. I almost Oof. got slapped. It was pretty Oof. bad. Yeah, anyway, but we saw Bitcoin jumped off the metaphorical cliff back during uh, March of last year due to the Ethereum disease that shall not be named. It's not Ethereum, guys. Ethereum is much better than what I'm talking about. Bitcoin dropped from $10,000 to $3,900, and it did so in three weeks. We had a 60% retracement in three weeks. And I want to remind you what happened following that. We saw one of the largest, fastest recoveries in the history of cryptocurrency. And from there, Bitcoin would trade sideways for three months and then go on to a massive, massive rally. We rallied 556% in just 20, in just 220 days, all the way up to a market capitalization well into the trillions. Bitcoin increased 20-fold in under a year. The reason I start with that is because we're not just doing short-term technical analysis today. We're also doing long-term technical analysis today. Here is this entire video in a nutshell. Bitcoin had a massive rally. It rallied from $3,900 to $65,000 in a year, and it needed a correction. And I think that that correction is now about to be over. Let's continue. After Bitcoin bounced out of that $4,000 range, it traded in between $8,000 and $12,000 for the next six months. Come October of last year, we began a rally that was unprecedented. Bitcoin broke all the way up to $20,000, and a lot of people thought, okay, we're going to sit at $20,000, and we're going to trade sideways here for a little while, but that was not to come to pass. Bitcoin broke $20,000 with a fervor, and before long, we were at forty. dollars Following that, we rallied all the way up to $65,000, but there was a problem. There was some conflict in the market. This rally happened way too quickly. Now, we've talked about this many times on the channel, but just bear with me. This is important for where I'm going. Bitcoin rallied much too quickly. A lot of people were very excited about it. I was very excited about it. I managed to get my family in on Bitcoin right when it was trading around Mm $21,000. I've been in Bitcoin since $3,000. I bought down there around three, four, five, six thousand $6,000 back during last year's crash. I was very excited about it. But starting in January and February 
of last year, I warned that we were rallying too quickly. I warned that all the way to $40,000 from $4,000, 10x in under eight months was too quick, and we needed a deep correction for the market to remain healthy. Unfortunately, that's not what we saw. We saw Bitcoin correct 32%. I called that we need a 40 to 45% correction back during this time of January. We didn't get it. We only pulled back 32% to $30,000, and then we continued the rally. Within uh, 51 days, we had more than doubled again up to a new all-time high of $62,000. The market was overextended, and the market needed to correct. It didn't get it. Instead, we traded sideways for two months, and everybody thought that we were consolidating. I told you guys during that time that Bitcoin needed a strong correction. We were not getting a big enough one. We were seeing that the tops were slowing down in their acceleration. We were seeing that the bottoms were start to come in lower. We saw a lower low on April the 26th, and that was the first sign of trouble. Soon, we saw Elon Musk come out and say that he was not going to be accepting Bitcoin for Tesla anymore, and the correction that we've been calling for for six months finally happened. That correction from $65,000 down to $30,000, I think, is now over. Let me show you why. During bull markets, there is a very important moving average to pay attention to. It's none other than the 20 exponential. The 20 EMA has been on the chart the whole time I've been talking here. And as you can see, generally speaking, when you're in a bull market, you will normally stay above this level. On the daily chart, a lot of times you will fall below it uh, just for a time as you're going into a small correction phase. But you normally don't stay below the 20 EMA for all that long. You normally trade sideways through it and then get back up above it relatively quickly. However, the weekly chart 20 EMA, you almost always stay above during a bull market. Notice here in 2016 and 17, we stayed above the 20 exponential moving average for a very long time. We barely ever fell below it. And most importantly, we stayed above the 20 monthly EMA during the entirety of that bull market. Well, here's the good news, guys. Look at this. We are now bouncing off of the 20 monthly EMA. We are also now above or about to be above. We're testing resistance on the 20 weekly EMA. This right here is important because in the same way that we called for this correction that happened within just two weeks, Bitcoin went from $60,000 to $30,000 and that it needed to correct and that it needed to go below the 20 weekly EMA. Now, Bitcoin has been down here for so long that I think it needs to go above the 20 weekly EMA. And I'm going to be backing up that case in this stream because I think that this correction might just be over. It's not confirmed yet, but we do want to pay attention to the technicals that are telling us it may be. The first thing to pay attention to is the fact that we have seen a strong buy signal coming out of Lux Algo. If you guys don't know, Lux Algo has become one of my favorite indicators in the last couple of months. Mm -hmm. We started working with them. We are affiliates for them so i am uh i am the channel is supported when we talk about lux algo of course if you guys want to sign up there is a coupon code jeb jeb for 20 percent off at checkout that helps to directly support the operations of this channel guys all this camera gear this microphone this office that we're moving into is not cheap so lux algo does help us but whether or not they were paying us at all i would still advocate yeah. for this because it is one of the best indicators i have ever used in my entire trading and technical analysis career and it flashed a buy signal three days ago for the first time since may earlier this year. Two months, we had a red sell signal, and we finally seen a buy signal. That's a good sign. Other good signs. We've seen that Bitcoin has broken north above the 20 daily EMA. That is very important because the 20 daily exponential moving average tells you whether you're in an uptrend or a downtrend. Not only that, we've rallied for the last eight days. You can see here on the TD Sequential, which is a candlestick counting algorithm, 
that we have rallied one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight days in a row. Now, we're going to come back to that because that might be a bearish signal, but just keep in mind that we've rallied eight days in a row. That signifies that there is strength uh, behind the bulls and that they're confident. Looking at the daily chart, RSI and MACD, we can see that the MACD is the most bullish that it has been in quite some time. In fact, looking at the divergence of the art of the uh, of the histogram, the, uh, the height of the histogram, excuse me, which shows the distance between the MACD lines, we are seeing that the MACD is the most divergent bullish, meaning those two lines are the farthest apart that they have been in a bullish manner ever since uh, June 15th when we had this exact same level, but we were also coming from a much lower level, so it was easier to reach this. We are now seeing massive bullish RSI divergence, excuse me, massive bullish MACD divergence for the first time since February. That was the last time we saw any kind of trading up here, uh, any kind of movement up here for the MACD histogram, and we're now seeing it again. So it's a very good sign. Looking out to the weekly chart also, though, the MACD is converging bullish on itself, and it has been for the last six weeks. We've seen six weeks of bullish convergence. What comes before a bullish MACD cross? Bullish convergence comes before a MACD cross. We've talked about many times here on the channel that whenever you start seeing shifts in the color of the histogram, you are generally speaking about to see some kind of shift. Notice right here, uh, this color change started um, right before this little rally kicked off. This color change started right before this drop kicked off. Pay close attention on your MACD guys, because when you start seeing color shifts like this from convergence to divergence or from divergence to convergence, you are getting a very important signal. It is a signal that normally comes 10 to 14 candlesticks before the bullish cross or the bearish cross comes in. We've seen six candlesticks of convergence. That is very that is very important. And here's the other thing. We saw all of that convergence when Bitcoin was trading around thirty to $35,000. Bitcoin's now trading at $39,500, meaning that this MACD convergence is only going to accelerate if we stay up here around $40,000. What that means is that if we so much as continue to test $40,000 and we don't even break it, we'll probably still see a weekly chart bullish MACD cross. Whenever the those happen, it normally kicks off a rally that lasts three months at least. That is what we're seeing happen right now. Furthermore, on the RSI, I'm building the whole case here for you guys. We're going to come to some conclusions here in a second. Just bear with me because there's a lot of facts that I want to go through. Looking here at the weekly chart RSI, during the 2016-17 bull market, which is made up by this trading range right here, I can show you that on the chart. Looking at the 2016-17 bull market, RSI on the weekly chart only ever pulled back down to 40, or excuse me, about 55 during the whole bull market. That's the lowest it went. It stayed above 55 for the entire bull market. We just pulled back on the weekly chart down to 42. You want to talk about healthy correction and consolidation? That's it. We might be concerned about that if the fundamentals weren't so strong, but the fundamentals are the strongest that they ever have been. I have some more news talking about that and the hash rate coming up in a minute, but just pay attention to that. The RSI reset down to 43. That's a very good sign. I called for a correction. I said we needed a correction. We've now seen the RSIs pulled back very deeply. We've gotten it. Is this correction over. That's the question on the table. Will this small rally that we've seen over the last eight days lead us out of this major correction that we've been in for the last two or three months? Is the massive Bitcoin bull market coming back with a roar? Are we going to $50,000? or not. That is the context for the shorter-term technical analysis that we're doing today. I want to make sure you guys understand the broader big picture at work here so that you understand just how important of a moment the price is in right now. Let's look down on the daily chart and continue our daily chart technical analysis. 
Over the last eight days, we've been in a rally. Over the last eight days, we've broken north above the 20 daily EMA. We had a bullish uh, engulfing candlestick pattern show up here on the 20th of July and the 21st of July. Hands down, we are very bullish right now. I don't think anyone's disputing that. The question now is, do we break $41,000, which was our recent resistance level over here on the 15th of June? Do we break this and set a new higher high? In the same way that this lower low on April the 26th was a warning for this massive of correction that was to come, setting a new higher high above $41,000 could be the warning sign, if you will, that we're about to enter a big new rally. The way that you determine that a shift in the market direction has occurred is, is the market making higher highs and higher lows? If so, it's an uptrend. If the market's making lower lows and lower highs, it's a downtrend. Right now, we need to see Bitcoin closing daily candlesticks above $41,000. If it can do that, then that is a sign that we are, it is a confirmation that we are going to continue this uptrend and manage to go back to $50,000, $65,000. So that is what we're looking at. Looking down on the four hourly chart, there are a couple of points to make here. Number one, there is actually bearish RSI divergence on the chart. And we want to pay attention to that because we want to make sure that we're getting both sides. I don't want to come on this channel and just give you a bunch of hopium and say, okay, guys, look, we're going to the moon. Boom sauce. We got a couple of technical indicators that say we're going up. Let's go ahead and clickbait you. That's not what we do. One of our core values here at McAfee Media, the company that runs this channel and all of our products, is integrity. We take it very seriously. We also have a core value of humility. You know what humility means? It doesn't mean degrading yourself. It means serving others. It is our passion to serve you. The way that we serve you is by giving you both sides of the story. Not many media outlets will do that because it comes at the expense of viewership and revenue. We don't care because we have your best interests first and foremost. If that's something you can get behind, smash that subscribe button and like the video. Speaking of that, real quick, I Go know you it. have other things. I got a whole tirade going. I, I know you're I wanna, good. I want to help with the chat. You know, and there's some people answering this question. But Jeb, could you explain to people really quickly why? Because this is true that about a week ago you were saying we were dropping down to 25, yeah. and now you're saying we're going up. Wh- yes. Why is that? Absolutely. So here's why I said that. Remember when I said we need a massive correction from $65,000? That correction was still in full swing up until a week ago. We had no confirmation that that was over, and mm-hmm. all the technical indicators, you have to bet on the trend because the trend is your friend until it ends. Yeah. Well, guess what? The trend has ended now. The trend is now. Now in uh, the trend is now threatening to go back to the upside. So we have to take that very seriously. Up until a week ago, I didn't have the information that I have right now. I didn't know that we were going to have a billion dollar short squeeze. It was going to rally the price $4,000. I didn't know that a rumor that Amazon was going to be adopting Bitcoin, which I still think is going to happen in the next yes, 24 months. Yeah. I didn't know that that was going to happen. So I had no way of knowing that the market was going to go into this big rally. What I did know is that we were in a falling wedge. What I did know is that the hash rate was down 50%. I did know that market sentiment was in the gutter, and I did know that nobody cared about Bitcoin because it was boring. That's what I knew at the time. That's where the prediction of $25,000 comes from. That's why we make every single effort to substantiate yeah. our claims so that we can make predictions that you guys can understand. And that's another thing to think about, you know, because a lot of times people people get upset at YouTubers in general. I'm not, they get upset at Jed, they get upset at BitBoy, they get upset at, you know, all, all the different YouTubers for changing their mind. At the end of the day, one of the best attributes you can have as a trader is to let go of your pride and change your mind when you these things change. Yep. Don't just make Absolutely. don't just make a prediction and say, "Well, I'm going to stick to it no matter no. what even no, if no, something no, no. slaps me in the face." Yes. Like the minute Amen. the minute something changes, <laughs> our opinion changes as a good trader should preach operate. it, Tim. So, amen, yeah. amen. Amen, amen. Can preach I, it. Can I also think at the people? Yes, pre- guys, guys. The reason why our opinions change like the wind <laughs> is because the facts change like the wind. Guys, come on. <laughs> 
That is pretty true. You follow the facts. That's how you know you're actually an intelligent person, not somebody who's just, I'm stuck in my prediction. I'm stuck in my ways. You're going to fail that way. Yeah, guys, look, to become a profitable trader and investor, you have to be able to update your assumptions about the market on a dime. You got to be able to drop everything. Look, we live in a world where we have been taught that whatever ideology or philosophy we subscribe to, we got to subscribe to and we got to die on that anthill because it matters and we want to have a foundation of something that we believe in. And that's fine. I'm not I'm not discounting that in the slightest. What I am saying is that if you're in a market like this where the facts change in literally minutes, you have to be able to change your mind in literally minutes. This is not the same thing as some politician saying, oh, I believe in this, and I believe in this, and I believe in this, and flip-flopping every six months because they're just trying to cater to the voters. We are not doing that because a lot of times we change our tune in a way that is not very advantageous to us as far as reputation and revenue is concerned. You think me calling for $25,000 was popular? Hell no. People clicked off the video all the yeah. time because I said that. Yeah. I said it because I figured it was true based on the uh, based on the information that I had. That that's why I made that call, not because I thought it was going to boost our revenue or boost our viewership, because it most certainly didn't. Us talking about going to $50,000 is going to do that. It's never fun, no. But now it's true. I can only tell you what I see is true because we have integrity and core uh, integrity and humility as a core value, and we put what you need above what we need. That's why you should subscribe to this channel. With that said, that being said, we were wrong. That being said, <laughs> we were wrong on the prediction. I hands up, absolutely, yep. the prediction was wrong. I will say that based on the evidence that I had at the time, I would make it again though because it's all I had to go off of. Yeah. Anyway, let's go ahead and jump back onto the chart because I still need to finish the points I'm making here. Bitcoin currently has some bearish RSI divergence on its tops on the four hourly chart. We have highs right here and we have highs right here. There is an uptrending level of resistance and then there is a downtrending level of resistance on the RSI. That is called classical bearish RSI divergence and it generally speaking will result in a movement to the downside on the market. So I want to make myself very clear here because I don't want someone coming in the chat two days from now whenever a correction happens and say, oh Jeb, you say we were going to $50,000. I do think we're going to $50,000. But first, I think we need a pit stop. I think we need to stop for gas. I think we need to take a bathroom break and buy some Doritos and a Frappuccino from Starbucks because Bitcoin just went into a $10,000 rally. Let us not repeat the history. This is why I went over the context before we got into the stream because we had to have this massive correction for three months because we didn't stop for gas, because we didn't take a break every 200 miles on our road trip. That's why we needed a correction this drastic in the first place. That's why we corrected 60% in two months. We don't want to do the same thing. We don't want to repeat history. We want to see Bitcoin correct in the way I'm about to explain. So don't, uh, you know, get mad at me if Bitcoin does this. This is something that is healthy for the market. I think that Bitcoin needs to, I don't know if it's going to, but I think it needs to reject at $41,000. I think it needs to come down into the $37,000, $38,000 region. Let this bearish RSI divergence play out. Let this RSI reset down to around 50 or 60. Let the RSI out on the daily chart reset because it is now getting into overextended territory. It's sitting at 70. We need to give this market a chance to cool off. And by the way, another reason why we need to do that is because if we look at the TD sequential here, we are going to see a nine flash tomorrow unless we have a red candlestick 
today. So if we have a red candle close today, so long as it's not too deep and so long as the bears don't get too much traction back, it's actually a good thing. I like to think of the uh, bo both sides of the market, the bulls and the bears, as two armies. If one army is marching right now, let's just call it the bulls, the bulls army is marching right now. If they just keep that incursion going on against the bears for too long, they're going to overextend their supply train, they're going to run out of food, and then when the bears attack, they are going to win easily, and it will result in a major defeat for the bulls, and they'll get pushed back hundreds of miles. That's not what we want. We want the bulls to continue at a sustainable pace because we want the bulls to push as far as possible because in this analogy, them pushing farther means that the price is going higher. We want that. We want the price to go higher. We want the market to do well because Bitcoin can change the world and it can make people's lives better. That's why we're all here in the first place because we believe in something called decentralized technology called Bitcoin. We believe in Bitcoin. Uh, real quick, there was a question I saw in chat recently from uh, Alex W, but it, I saw it earlier today, too, from somebody else, and so I think this is a question worth asking. When you're doing RSI divergence, do you include the wick of the candle, or do you only use candle bodies when you're measuring that? So I try to only use candle bodies. It's uh, it's a difficult science, RSI divergence. It really is, and it's something that you need experience for just to uh, – the more that you've used it, the more that you'll understand it. Um. I, so a few things about RSI divergence. Number one, is very powerful in the market normally listens to it. Number two, you normally need a little bit of time to make sure that you've actually set a top. For example, on my chart right here, RSI divergence has not, uh, this is only one four hourly candlestick. For all I know, this market could continue to rally. The RSI could rally all the way up here to 85 and then it wouldn't even be RSI divergence at all. This RSI divergence is not locked in and confirmed yet, just by the way. Um, but uh, as far as whether you use the wicks or the candle bodies, I normally try to use the candle bodies. At least use the same on both. If you're going to use the candle wicks, use the candle wicks on both. If you're going to use the candle bodies, use the candle bodies on both. That is generally the best rule for doing technical analysis on trend lines, on anything. If you use wicks, use wicks. If you use candlesticks, use candlesticks. But uh, try not to mix and match them unless there's a good reason. There are exceptions, but in general, try not to. Sweet. That good? No, that was yeah, a great answer to the question. Cool. Um, do you have do you want more you want to go into, or do you want to do, answer some super? Let chats? me go ahead and finish everything yep, I'm saying sweet. here, and then we'll do some super chats because I want to make sure we get all this in kind of like one nice neat bow. So Bitcoin has RSI divergence right now. It needs to correct. It needs to flag out. Here's what I think Bitcoin is going to do. I think based on the fact that one, Bitcoin is extremely bullish, but two, based on the fact that over the last eight days, we're a little bit overextended. I think that Bitcoin needs to flag out here for the next couple of days, something like this. And remember, anyone who's gone through the Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy, which everything I'm talking about right here, you can learn all of it. You can learn how to do everything I'm doing right here in two weeks by going through the Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy. Links in the description box down below. It's the academy where I teach you everything I've learned in the last 4,000 hours of doing TA on charts every single day. If you want to learn more about TA, join down below. In that course, I talk to you guys about the bull pennant. The bull pennant right here that I am saying needs to form would result in a rally, and it would result in a bull flat, excuse me, a uh, uh, price target. If we extrapolate here, if I can get my chart to work, there we go. It would result in a price target of close to $50,000. Notice how I did that. For anyone who's gone through CT2A or you know how bull pennants work, you do a you do something called a flagpole from the beginning of the rally to the end of the rally. Then you extrapolate it through the bull flag itself, and then you, ex uh, you extrapolate it, and then it gives you a price target. Now, these price targets are not perfect. It's not a science. It is an art. I've talked about that many times. TA is not a science. It is an art. It is... It, it, I mean, it does have scientific aspects, of course, but it's more of an art than a science. Mm -hmm. 
um, this price target will put us close to $50,000. So we really have two options right now. Either one, we can flag out like I'm expecting, and then we can, in a healthy manner, rally up to $50,000, probably sometime around mid-August. Or we can do something else that I've seen happen many times. Remember when I said Bitcoin rallied to $20,000 and blasted straight through it? That happened right here. A lot of people thought that Bitcoin was going to stay below $20,000 and test it over and over and over again. But Bitcoin was so exuberant. There was so much going on that Bitcoin blasted straight through it. And within three weeks, we were trading from $20,000 all the way up to $40,000. We just kind of jumped through it very quickly. Something very similar might happen here. We might get up to this level that we're below right now, $40,000, and just explode straight through it. And we could be up above $40,000 tomorrow. It is possible. There's a lot of pent-up exuberance in the market right now. The bulls are very strong, so that is possible. I personally think that we are going to do something like this, though. Notice how Bitcoin, when it was trading close to $20,000, yes, it broke out quicker than people expected, but it also entered a pennant pattern. Look at this. We traded side. We rallied up to the resistance, which is what we just did. We entered a pennant pattern which is what I'm saying we should do. And then we had a bullish breakout. Guess what the bullish breakout did? The bullish breakout followed the price target and it actually went far beyond it because the price target was only $27,000. We rallied to 40. In this case, we might not be quite as bullish as we were at that point, but I think we are bullish enough to hit the price target, which is $50,000. I see two scenarios. Like I said, either one, Bitcoin will flag out here and break to 50K or two, forget the flag and go straight to 50K. Either way, I think we're going up even if we pull back a couple thousand dollars in the next two or three days. So let's go to full screen and let's wrap a nice neat bow on this. I've got some other fundamentals that we need to look at. We're going to look at hash rate and a couple of other things. Bitcoin is in a very, very, very important decision point right now. Again, the reason I gave you all the context for what's happened in the last three months, even though I've in the last 12 months, even though we've talked about it a lot here, is because you need that perspective to understand why this is so important. Bitcoin is at a crossroads. It can continue this bull market with the exuberance that it has underneath it right now. Or it can reject from $40,000. We can lose this spark. It can go out and we go into a bear market. There are two options right now. We've got to choose. I think that Bitcoin is going to rally here. I think that the miners coming back online, being less profitable at lower prices, so they need to sell, so they need to buy into the market and help move the price up is a good thing. I think that we're going to start seeing major tech companies investing in Bitcoin. They need a year to get all of their board and all their investors and all their stakeholders and all their executives on, on the same page. I think a lot of them are going to start buying Bitcoin pretty soon. I think that we are primed and ready for a takeoff. I could see us being back at $65,000 in the next two or three months, guys. Maybe even faster than that. But right now is what we need to be paying attention to. This technical analysis today is what is going to be the pivot point. Because whatever happens from here will have knock-on effects for the rest of the entire cryptocurrency market. And one final thing, with EIP-1559 coming out on Ethereum in the next couple of days, I think it's happening literally a week from today on August the 4th, that could mean that Ethereum could start leading this market instead of Bitcoin and help get that, that spark that we have turning into a full-blown flame. We will talk about that more probably in tomorrow's video or as EIP-1559 comes closer. That is my little sermon in a nutshell for you guys who wanted to hear about Bitcoin TA. Let's answer some Super Chats and then we will move on. Yeah, got, got a good amount of Super Chats here, so we're going to be here for just a little second. I know we, I think we did the first one already saying hello from Kentucky. We got another one from Alessandro the Cynical saying, Welcome back, gentlemen. Thoughts on Binance being slapped around by several countries due to shady practices? 
is. Shoot, Tam, you got that info? I, I mean, I have some of the info. I mean, so for those of you who are wondering maybe what Alessandro is asking about, you know, Binance has been in kind of hot water here for, I don't know, a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. But I know specifically today, one of the articles I was reading about was that Binance is shifting. They used to allow you to do 125x on leverage trading. They have shifted that down to 20 in anticipation that these regular regulatory crackdowns are going to be coming pretty harshly. Uh, so, you know, as far as what my thoughts are, I, I think that Binance... I think they're writing. I think you know if we look at it in overall. I mean, Bybit's in hot water, and Binance is in hot water, and uh, you know we, we the, almost every single exchange out there is in hot water, and that is because there is this fear of the crypto market taking over fiat currencies and and the regulatory systems which are coming from centralized governments, centralized banking banks. They're scared, and so they're they're literally. Throwing the book at every exchange out there. Uh, I think, you know, Binance is large. It is officially, I think, the largest exchange out there. They're going to figure out how to adapt. And, and this is the first step of that. That switching down to only allowing people to max out at 20x is a good first step. Uh, but ultimately, I don't know if I have any other thought other than what I you know, just said. Jeb, do you have anything to add to that? Nope. No. Um, Good question, though. That's something yeah, we definitely look into a little Hey, more. guys, if you're enjoying today's show, we got 2,500 people watching. Make sure to smash that like button. We we work very hard to bring the show to you guys, and it, we really appreciate it when you guys do that. It does help out the channel. It helps out. It uh, helps us out in the algorithm. So if you'd like to see more content like this and you'd like to help to support what we're doing here, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, and uh, thank you guys for the super yeah. chats. Those are going to pay May. That's his salary. Right, that's what they say, yeah. Also, guys, hit the like button because if you want there to be an office turtle for the next office... We have to have the likes to know that you guys want it. This is true. Because it's a big undertaking to have an office turtle, guys. So if you want an office turtle, that's a good point. And, and the other thing, the other thing is, is that I know there's a lot of you out there. So there are 800 people out there that have already hit the like button, yeah. which is great. You can only hit the like button once. What you can do is share the video and get your friends. Yeah, to like it. get so, your friends involved. You know, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell, and hit that share button. Send it to. Everyone you know and their mother. Yep. Uh, moving on with Super Chats. We got one from the Crypto Badger saying, also, when you see big moves, up or down is another sign of what is to come. Yeah. Uh, all right. We got, another, we got another one from Matt C saying, TA isn't perfect. It's just a guide. The most successful people are able to pivot when the story shifts, and they're not rigid in their thinking. Swim with the whales. There you go. Absolutely, Matt C. And that's what we say all the time is, you know, CT2A, that course, is to help teach you technical analysis. If all you know is technical analysis and you don't understand what's happening in the news and you don't understand what's happening with on-chain data and you don't understand what's happening that affects the price, because there's lots of things that help affect the price, yeah, you'll you'll be pretty pretty bad at trading. It's when you compile a full toolbox of, of GIFs, if, if you know how to read the fundamentals, if you know how to read the technicals, if you know how to read the on-chain data, if you know how to pay attention to the news and stay on top of these things, that's what's going to make you a profitable and effective trader yeah. and make you a lot of money. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Uh, moving on, West River Buck says, doesn't long-term TA trump short-term TA? I've seen this said a couple times now. Uh, Dave uh, At Dave the Wave on Twitter still seems to be calling for a correction. At Jeb, thoughts on his TA? I haven't seen his yeah, technical analysis so I can't speak to that. What I can say is that the long-term technical analysis is almost always going to be the one that you should listen to in the long run. 
But just because we're in a bull market doesn't mean we can't see 40% corrections. And just because we're in a bear market, I'm not saying we are. I'm just yeah. saying when we're in a bear market, maybe I should say, doesn't mean we can't see 40 or 50% rallies. Uh, there is a lot of volatility and fluctuations that go into the market, even if the general trend is in one direction. What I will say is this. Yes, right now the general trend is down. That's why I'm looking to see if we can break 41,000 to set a higher high because that would invalidate that current downtrend that we're still in. And the long-term uptrend is still a bull market. Yeah. Yep. I, I, real quick before I go back to Super Chats, there was a, a comment, and I'm sure there's lots of people feeling this way, but Ken Hungry said, please bring back price predictions. Ken, they're coming back next week. Obviously, yep. the word that we cannot say, the sickness that has uh, taken over this planet but took over the office, the it stopped us from doing these last two weeks, but that is not indicative of saying, oh, we're done with this, we're not going to use anymore. What was that? For any of our old subscribers who have been here for like the last year, what was what did I call it? I called it something like a year ago. I had a name for it, and I do I not remember. remember. You weren't even here yet. Neither of you well, guys we were, were friends, here. though. I well, was we were friends. The show but, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were friends, but you didn't. You weren't yeah. here. I forget what it was called. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, all right, moving back into Super Chats, because I do want to get through these. Dr. Fuzzy Eyeball said, why in Tarnations would anyone spend a cent on NFTs? Dubai T-E- FF. He says WTF. WTF. Okay. WTF. 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 <laughs> I mean, so uh, we won't take long on this one. I'm not going to lie, Dr. Fuzzy Eyeball. I'm kind of in the boat with you. I, yeah. I don't have any intention of buying NFTs. I know the person who knows probably the most in the office that does not have a microphone at the moment would probably be Smay. Smay, why would someone spend a single cent on an NFT? Okay, good to know. Uh, gotcha. It's just out there, and people will. So you know, that's that's where I am. I'm kind of like, listen, if people will pay for it, yep, let's do it. You know, yep. I just I'm Seriously. not going to be one of them. The Huxters, the news. That's what I called it. <laughs> yeah. The next, the what? The news is what I called it. The that's news, what nice. Rob told me. The Hucksters said, "Could you talk some about taking profits or selling towards the top? Only accumulated thus far and DCA since May. In it for the long term. What are your thoughts?" That's a good question. I think actually a lot of people have that. I think Chaz even you know said in chat he was like, "What is the what is the strategy?" Can we get some videos teaching strategy for taking profits yeah. and all that stuff? So, yeah, when we move into the new office, we're going to have a lot more flexibility to make a ton more content, and we're really looking yeah. forward to that. Uh, that's going to probably pick up the news of virus. That's what I called it. Uh, the I news of virus? Yeah, that's what I nice. used to call it. I called it the news because I couldn't say the word because it got the channel taken down for a week last March. That was, that was so upset. Anyway, and we got a strike. Um, anyway, the point was... Um, can we do some videos where we talk about things like taking profits at the top? Yeah, we want to do stuff like that in the future. We've got a lot of things in the work in the works behind the scenes. Um, as far as actually taking profits, the best thing I can say is make sure that you're in profit before you take profits, obviously, and look, watch the RSI. When the RSI is very high, that's generally a good time to take profits. A lot of times, whenever you think it's the top, assume it might be a little bit further. But in general, if you think it's the top, it probably is at least one of the tops. I'm personally not someone who likes selling tops or bottoms with my investment portfolio. Trading is another thing, um, but that's an entire that's an entire topic into, into its own right. I mean, we can make videos about that every single day until the cows come home. Yeah. So no, but but that is uh, that is for sure. Uh, you know, one just so you guys know, one of the things we think about literally every single day, and it's uh, we've said this before, but literally the number one thing of our best practices for when we make any type of content is that our top focus is on, is on making the most educational and entertaining content possible, as defined by the intersection of providing people 
exactly what they want and need to know. Keep keep those comments coming because that really does help us get informed about how yeah. we can best serve you yeah, guys. Yeah, that, that's why, if you guys didn't notice, there was a survey that went up on our Twitter yesterday. And yeah. actually, I've been posting some polls on Twitter because we're trying to figure out exactly yep. what you guys want so we can provide the best content possible. For example, I asked you guys, what do you like more on Coffee and Crypto? Do you like TA more or news more? It came back, it, it was a 60-40 split, TA won. That's why I just did half an hour worth of TA because you guys told me on that that you love TA. And we can see in the concurrent how many people are watching that that's accurate. So we're yeah. probably going to be doing more TA than we have been. We want to hear the feedback from you guys. We love it because we want to provide you the best content that we can. All right, moving forward. We got one with Joe Miller saying, I hope I was hoping to hear your thoughts on Cook. Um, I'm not familiar with I don't, it. Yeah, Sorry, I, bud. Thank you for the donation, Joe. I don't know if we're going to end up doing that. Rob Raynone. Raynon, I think. Raynon, I don't know. After two months of divergence, the hash ribbon indicator flashed the beginnings of convergence. Yep. Chinese miners coming back slowly, maybe. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on it being the most accurate blast-off indicator? That is absolutely a very important indicator, and it's actually what we're going to wrap the stream out with. That's been oh, in the... We, we've been planning... I have cool, all the cool. stream planning. We're going to be talking about the hash... Ri- uh, not the hash ribbons, but we're going to talk about the hash rate here in a second. I do need to look at the hash ribbons. I haven't looked at them today, but yeah, no, that's, that's what the end of the stream is going to be about. So, good question. Uh, Corey said, when Ethereum has narratives like this, is this why the flipping is referenced so much? I don't know why people reference the flipping so much. I don't ever see Ethereum overtaking Bitcoin. I mean, Ethereum would have to be the foundation of so much of our society to overtake literally the most powerful store of value that humanity has ever created. Yeah. Like, that is a gigantic gigantic market right there. We're talking $50 trillion potential for Bitcoin in today's U.S. dollars, not to mention that the U.S. dollar is undergoing a ton of inflation. Uh, I don't think the flimpening is going to happen, and I certainly don't think that delays and things like EIP-1559 are going to back that up. I don't I don't know if you know the answer to this, Jeb, or if anyone else in the audience knows the answer to this. Do where Who was the first person, or who where did the thought the flipping even come from? I, because honestly, I feel like the most of the articles I've read have been from articles and agencies and people who have been kind of notorious for spreading FUD about Bitcoin, it almost seems like the word, the flipping and Ethereum flipping Bitcoin is almost like a push to discourage people away from Bitcoin yeah. more so than it's based on any well, facts. I mean, look, the thing, the thing that gets clicks and gets views yeah. is whenever you say, hey, something that hasn't happened yet is going to happen and it's going to affect you in this way. And then people click it because they say, oh my gosh, something's going to change. Is that going to change my life? Is that going to mean that my Bitcoin's going to be worth less? My Ethereum's going to be worth more? Let me click. That's why people talk about things like that. I don't think the flipping is going to happen, so we don't talk about the flipping on this channel. But, yeah, that's our take. Yeah. That's my take, anyway. Yeah. All right, moving forward, because we got a couple more, I think. Uh, another one from Matt C. saying, here's a little something for Smay to get a new mic. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, the mic, we just haven't worked with it for a week. We just got to figure out the cords. Smay, do you have a suspicion as to what the mic's problem yeah. is? The suspicion is the mic's broke, so he just went through like four different cords. Yeah, the mic is broken. Yeah. That was an $800 yeah. mic, and it seems to be broken. So That's fun. That super chats for the next week will be going to a new microphone, nice. probably. Uh, the next one's from the Crypto Badger. He said, I'm a nobody, got out around 42000 sitting on six figures to put back in. Just imagine how many people are doing the same. Yeah. I put house money back at twenty nine. Yeah, people are really looking to get buying in here. They're really excited. There's so much exuberance in the market right now, guys. One of the things that I wanted to talk about in the stream that we're going to get to in a second is Google Trends. There's so much more activity going on with Google search volume right now than there has been in a long time. That is a good sign. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think I'm going to make sure because Zach's been 
taking all of these. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the last super chat we got. Colin asked, so far. Colin Flying Fish said, Hey, Jeb, what's the average age in your team running this company? Wow. What is the average? Okay, so we have one that's 31, one that just turned 30. Yep. I'm 27, and then it jumps down to Taylor, who's 23. Yep. And then Doss Shan- is gone, so that, he Doss was 22. Yeah, he was 22. Shannon's 21. Shannon's 21. I'm 20. Zach's 21. I'm 20. You're 20. Smay's 20. 20. G is 21. Yes, she's 21. I would probably put the average sitting somewhere right around 23, 24. Jillian is 20, 21, I think. Yeah, yeah. no, it's probably around 23, 24. Our yeah. executive team, it's it's probably 26 because... Yeah, our executive team is older because, so, like, yeah. the only... Pr- well, I mean, no, I mean, hold on. Freak. 30, 26, 20, and 21. Yeah, 25, 26. 25, 26 there. for the executive team. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Corey Donahue, $5, said, Glad to see you guys back in studio. Loved your improvising for the time being. God bless and keep up the good work. Thank you very much, Corey. We learned a lot from the last yeah. week and a half that we were off. We are going to be putting into place even better contingencies. We activated the contingency that we had, but we learned so much yeah. about streaming from home that we are going to be able to hopefully take the show on the road in the future. We're, we learned so yes. much from that. That was a great experiment for us. It's an experiment that I'm very happy is <laughs> over, but it was a good experiment. Yeah, it, it was never meant to go for like a full week. It was it was literally meant for like a day or two, uh, and it unfortunately had to have a full week of yeah. it. So that is not what we were but going it is for, over but, now yeah. anyway guys we've got a couple more stories to talk about let me don't jump to my screen yet because i gotta grab these from the documents may but there's two things that i want to bring to your attention number one is the google trends for bitcoin this is something that people look at all the time our company looks at it daily to gauge the interest in different topics because when we look at how many people are searching over on Google Trends, it gives us an idea of what people are interested in because if they weren't interested in it, they wouldn't be searching for it, would they? Well, over the last seven days, you can see that the search interest on Bitcoin jumped from an average low of around 25 out of 100 up to an average low of 35 to 45. We can also see these highs are much higher than they were back over here. Now, looking at the last 30 days, we are seeing a small uptick. It's a small uptick. It's been going on for the last week or so. But over the last seven days, we have seen quite a major uptick. This is a good sign. It means that people are starting to talk about Bitcoin again. It means that people are starting to get interested in Bitcoin again. And that's a good thing because it means that there's going to be more money potentially on the sidelines waiting to buy into Bitcoin. We've seen a lot of value flow out of the exchanges because people were hodling. I wouldn't be surprised to see more value flowing into exchanges because people want to sell. I think Bitcoin outflows going out is a good thing, but I think we're going to start seeing more cash inflows to the exchanges as well. And Google Trends is just some supporting evidence for that. However, we also need to look at the network difficulty and the total hash rate on Bitcoin. I'm on a website called blockchain.com. If you've never used this website, you absolutely should. It's a fantastic resource. And it has a lot of different uh, statistics that we can look at. For example, we can look at the total hash rate on Bitcoin, which reached 180 million terahash per second back on May the 13th. Then China banned Bitcoin mining. That crashed the mining, uh, the hash rate, all the way down to 84 million. It was a 60% drop, the largest drop that we have seen in a very long time. In fact, I don't know if we've ever seen a drop that severe. We saw a drop in 2018 uh, from 50 million all the way down to 38 million, but that was not as deep as this. You can see here that it was a big, big drop off. 
that being said, we have started to see a recovery. We've seen 84 million come in, and we've now gone all the way up to a, a recent high of 100 million. So we've seen about a 20% uptick. It's a good sign. We're also seeing a ton of other miners coming online in a plethora of different locations. I don't know if I have an article up on this. I did before, but I don't think I have it right now. But we're seeing a lot of miners moving back to the United States, going into business with different electric companies here, and taking on entire power plants to power massive mining facilities in the United States. We're seeing a major shift from the east to the west with mining difficulty now set to increase. I can show you here on this article here. The mining difficulty is expected to increase for the first time since the China crackdown. A lot of people here are expecting that we're going to see a 1.75% increase in the difficulty. Looking at the difficulty... We can see that we went from 25 all the way down to 13, where we are right now. If you guys don't know, the difficulty for Bitcoin mining adjusts every two weeks to make sure that the miners are still floating somewhere around profitability, and it keeps the block time around 10 minutes. Now, I don't have time to go into how all the blockchain and how all the mining works. I'm assuming that you have some basic understanding of that, but it is something that we want to talk about more in future videos and content. Right now, the network difficulty is much lower, which means that the profits for the miners are lower in general. Oh, excuse me, not the profits. The revenue for the miners is lower in general because so many miners are offline. It means that the mining sector has constricted. It's gotten smaller. It's not a good thing. That's not a fundamentally good thing. It's not going to lead to price appreciation when the mining goes down. But when the mining goes up, it will have a good impact on the market because there's more industry going on behind the scenes. There's more money transacting. There's more Bitcoin that is worth more uh, changing hands, and it increases the overall value of the network. We're more than likely going to be seeing a difficulty adjustment up, and we're going to see more miners coming online, which is a very bullish thing. The total hash rate on Bitcoin is a phenomenal indicator of the long-term price of Bitcoin. One of the reasons that we rallied so quickly over the last year is is because during the 2016-17 bull market, total hash rate was below a million terahash per second. It got all the way up to 14 million before the bull market ended. In between the end of the 2017 bull market and the beginning of the 2020 bull market, total hash rate had increased from 14 million to about 65 million. So the underlying intrinsic value of Bitcoin, if you will, can be modeled by the hash rate graph, at least to a certain extent. It has exploded in recent months all the way up to 180 million, and now it's continuing to go up, starting from a lower point, but it is starting to increase. So let's go to full screen. That is a good thing. That's a very bullish thing, and it is something that you need to be paying attention to because total hash rate has an inextricably uh, large impact on the price of Bitcoin, and it's just another reason why I am expecting that Bitcoin is going to continue to rally from here. Tim, what do you think about all that? Where, where do you think Bitcoin's going? Do you think I'm crazy here? Well, no, as right? far as the hash rate thing, I don't know if I can give much of a good opinion on that. That's not necessarily within my wheelhouse of knowledge, so I'm going to kind of leave that one. Uh, there's just so many things. I, I know, Jeb and I, you, know, you did technicals earlier. We discussed it earlier. There's a lot of things on the technicals that are still saying potentially we're going to see a small correction. You know, And one of the things, honestly, that is in my mind, again, I, I need to be in the space for a long period of time before I think I have any voice of maybe authority on this issue. But, you know, in the same way, we rallied way, 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 way too quickly back, you know, February, March, April, even starting in January, January, February, March, April, uh, 
I think potentially, you know, a question I would have about this current run is, did, did we rally from, you know, 29 to 40 a little too quickly? Are we going to have to hang tight, maybe even go down? I don't I don't necessarily know for sure. Um, I don't think we're going to have to bounce all the way back down to 30,000. But I do wonder, you know, for those people saying, like, oh, we're going to blast off immediately. I'm like, ah, you know, I would mm-hmm. be a little hesitant about that mm-hmm. uh, just because, again, it was too quickly. And, and that the fear actually would be if we did jump to 50,000, let's say we jump to 50,000 by tomorrow. How harsh would the correction be yep. from that fast of a rally? That's true. Uh, so what that's again, what I'm worried about. Before, but I need to be in the space a little bit longer and see a lot of those happen before I can yeah. use any I evidence have, to say I, I have wrong, seen but, a lot of them happen, and uh, it happens all the freaking time. So, yeah. yes, we could go to $50,000 tomorrow. Beware the correction that will come. Yes. Promise you it's going to be you bad. Know, uh, there's a couple other super chats I think that even potentially could touch. You know, they, They're asking similar questions that you could answer that would help touch on that even more. Uh, I want to answer the NFT one. Right okay. Yes. Uh, all right, so we got one from J Logsden thirty six Logsden. I hope I get that right. Was waiting for twenty eight thousand dollar range now FOMO in or wait until the pullback this weekend? Thank you so much. Hashtag not financial advisor. Same question as always. What's your risk tolerance? What's your time horizon? How long are you planning on being in the space? And how much risk are you willing to take? If you're going to be here for a long time and you're willing to take some risk, buy whenever. If you're looking for a trade opportunity, you don't want to be buying into a market when it's overextended like it is right now. Now, one thing to keep in mind. As uh, Mind Your Biz was talking about on ATB yesterday, never discount the pumpamentals of crypto. The, the pumpamentals. Uh, the pumpamentals is what, like uh, is what is what they're called. The, pump, the pumpamentals of Bitcoin is redonkulous, and people will buy Bitcoin and send it to the moon because now people are starting yes. to talk about moon and Lambos again. Make no mistake, it can happen. Yes. It's not wise to base your um, facts, uh, base your trades off of pumpamentals unless you have a really good read of the market sentiment. I think the market sentiment is improving. I don't know if we're a hundred on the fear and greed index yeah that but, yeah though. but even like what we just said you know the, uh, uh, to use this phrase the pumpamentals if you know don't underestimate the pumpamentals but if the pumpamentals come true I just love saying the word I know if it comes true and it pumps us to 50 60 quickly beware the crash it's gonna have a massive beware the crash. crash yes sir yeah absolutely and I, I you know I could be wrong again this is not financial advice but Jeb what would you say to someone considering taking the risk on pumpamentals versus following sound logic. Look, if there's a good reason to believe that the pumpamentals are going to push Bitcoin yeah. to the moon, listen to it. Like you, it, It's just as much of a mistake to not uh, un- understand and internalize the power of memes nowadays. Me, you know, you know how big of an impact memes have played in the last two presidential elections? Like, the elections have been... The memes are so powerful. It would be unwise of us to not acknowledge the power of them means our culture in visual form mm-hmm. we gotta pay attention to it but a lot of times people expect that the pumpamentals the memes are going to drive it to the moon and they forget that there's a real world too and that's what happened with dogecoin they were very right the pumpamentals on dogecoin were phenomenal but it can't last forever. There's got to be something concrete underneath it. And if you rally Bitcoin too quickly, you're going to yeah. crash just as fast as we saw. Last point I was going to say there, and, and that's, this is another thing, is the volatility brings a lot of money-making opportunities, but it also brings a lot of discouragement and pessimism to institutions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, you know, even thinking about it, you know, I, I want to further think through what my view is on it, but I don't know if I'd be a fan. Like, I actually probably will 
would be a fan of not having pump metals. Like I don't, I don't, I don't like that because again, I don't the, either. That volatility is nice for your immediate pocketbook if you time it correctly, but it's bad for long term. It is productivity of that. Again, when we're talking about adoption, this is what you want for Bitcoin. You don't want Bitcoin's price to go up. You do. But that shouldn't be your main goal. Your main goal for Bitcoin, or your main desire for Bitcoin rather than goal, should be further and further adoption. Mm -hmm. Because adoption will lead to higher prices. Higher prices don't always lead to more adoption, and yep. sometimes they actually might discourage them. Well, it's like in this book right here, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. If you guys have ever read this book, good. If you haven't, you should. Uh, there's a concept in here that Stephen Covey covers called PC over P, which is the production mm -hmm. capacity over the, produ over the product. A lot of people take the time to invest in the product, but they don't invest in the thing that builds the product. If you want to have a more valuable car company, don't worry about building more cars. Build more car factories, because more car factories will mean more cars. In the same way, in crypto, if you want the price to go up, don't worry so much about the price. Worry about the fundamentals yeah. and the technicals and the adoption that is driving that price. If you focus yeah. so much on the price and not on the thing that brought the price in the first place, then you miss the whole point. All right. Uh, we got some more Super Chats in here now. I think this is the one that you want to answer. So you want me to ask it and you just answer I'll, it? I'll walk over there. How about that? Well, I, I can read it. You just... We'll okay. Yeah. 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 All right. NFTs aren't for art. Uh, that is only one function that can be used for. Is it a way? Is is okay. NFTs aren't for art. That is only one function can be used for. Is a way to assign unique ownership to something listed on a blockchain. Yeah. So he's saying that into response. Uh, and oh me. Can you, you mind scooting a little bit? Gotta get, gotta get on down there. All right, so he's saying that in response to what when I said, uh, you know, why would anyone buy NFTs? And we said, thumbs down, no, we don't understand it. What we're referring to is NFTR, and I, that's why I 100% agree with you. I think the technology for NFTs can be used in so much better ways than art right now. I do like that it gives the ability for digital artists who have been underrepresented before to be able to sell their art. But like I said, like somebody said, oh, yeah, but there's a ton of people that buy digital collectibles. Yeah. There's always going to be market, but that's why back then when NFTs were pumping, I said, guys, it's really not going, it's not going to replace art or anything because it really is like, that's not what NFTs are for. And I think we're seeing where NFTs should be going, which is for digital ownership. And I think we've even seen it with movies. Now movies are being able to be sold as NFTs to other uh, theaters and stuff, which uh, makes digital ownership better. There you go. Cool. Cool beans. Smay, our, our, our resident uh, NFT fan. He follows us. Ooh. Well, that light's going to be fun. Yep. All right. A couple more Super Chats we have here. We have one. I guess just one more at this point. Irene Lugo said, when people refer to the crypto winter, does it mean that Bitcoin will trade sideways or will we see 29000 for four years? Not Wondering no. when is best to buy it. We would definitely not see Bitcoin at 29000 for four years. I'd be very surprised if that happened. The amount, of <clears throat> the amount of adoption that's happened in the last four years that I've been in the space, which, by the way, uh, let's see. Saturday marks four years since I've been in crypto. July 31st, 2017 is when I got in. Uh, in the last four years, I have seen the fundamentals of Bitcoin moonshot. This space was a completely different place when I got in four years ago. The price action shows that. Four years from now, where Bitcoin and crypto will be, will it, it's probably going to be a big part of the mainstream narrative. The price action is almost certainly not going to still be sitting at twenty nine thousand dollars in four years. I never thought I didn't. I always knew it'd go to hundred k eventually. I was like, well, maybe hundred k in like twenty twenty three. I didn't know it was going to happen this year or probably early next year. Mm -hmm. um, 
when people refer to the crypto winter, that's just a fancy way of saying a bear market. Uh, if that happens, then yeah, it would probably trade sideways around 29 up to $40,000 for maybe a year. I don't think that's going to happen, though, because we're still seeing such rapid adoption and growth in the space. I think the price is going to continue to rally. Good question, Irene. Mm. Good question. That's all we got. That's all we got, guys. If you enjoyed today's stream, make sure to smash that like button. We very much appreciate everyone who has tuned in for this extra long show. And by the way, guys, if you want to, you can sign up for Lux Algo. The link for that is in the description box down below. It is a fantastic platform. It is a fantastic, excuse me, indicator. And I use it in my analysis every single day. You can sign up with the coupon code JEBJEBB for 20% off at checkout. Drop a one in chat if you've been using Lux Algo and it's been helpful for you guys. I've had a lot of people who start using it and giving us amazing feedback back. We only do business with people that we believe are actually providing a uh, product or service to people that people want and need. That's why we come on this show every single day and try to give you what you want and need to know because we believe in serving you. That's what we are all about here. So if that's something that you're interested in, subscribe to the channel. Make sure to follow us on social media at CryptoJeb over on Instagram and Twitter and at CryptoJeb Official on TikTok. And also, make sure to join our subreddit because we need some better memes. I've been roasting y'all's memes for the last couple of weeks and I'm tired of roasting them. I want to get some laughs. There were a couple there good, were ones. good ones. There were some good ones. There were a couple week, good yeah. ones. There I, were a couple good ones. I was saying something about a subreddit, guys. Guys, listen, it's not just for memes, actually. I know I'm the first one to say I love memes, but if you guys want to post serious things or questions for Do uh, it. us or anything serious, if you want to talk about your trades or whatever, put them all in that subreddit, guys. It's for everything about our community. Yep. By all means, thank you. That is where our community <laughs> is growing, and if you want to be a part of it, make sure to follow us, r slash Knights. We're growing a couple other places, too, though, aren't we? We are. We're growing on Facebook, also. We're growing on Facebook. Yes, sir. We're growing on Instagram. We're growing on Facebook. We're growing on Twitter. We're growing on all kinds of places. Yes. Go, go help us grow they're everywhere. All, they're We're all growing in like the a description, guys. They're all in the description. We're growing yeah. like a fungus, guys. We're taking over the internet. It's going to be great. Drop the mic. We got nothing left for you. I do have a couple of things I want to talk about in a video this afternoon, so make sure to tune into that. Over on Capitol Hill, we've had Elizabeth Warren and several other people bashing Bitcoin, and they don't know what they're talking about. So make sure to tune in for that video coming out a little bit later. Guys, before we go, though, I do just first want to thank each and every single last one of you for watching, as always, and I will see you guys in the next video. Peace. Oh, I got a real good feeling.